Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You missed out on the dinner earlier. Uh, I had invented a, a whole business for Richie Rich that sounds shady AF, right? <laughs> it's a Richie Rich uh, payday loans and pawn. <laughs> which what ironically could possibly enough, go wrong. Which ironically enough, I had already considered whether or not like that was the name. Um, I have loan sharked uh, for some friends in the past and like lost money because like, dude, you're gonna owe me back a lot of interest. And then they died, and I never got the money. Oh, I know, sad, but still, he owed me money, um, that, and I didn't want to kneecap him because he was still cool. Who wants to dig for six feet to break a kneecap? I Seriously. mean, it's it's just that it's makes me less confident in this whole business plan. But well, but at the same time, at the dinner, I went. I have considered payday a payday loan business for the very fact that before like cryptocurrency came along. It seemed to me that payday loans was the easiest way for anyone to like to become the bank. Yeah, no, become the oh, bank. become the bank, right? Yeah, right. They was like, well, you got to if you're gonna make, if you're gonna get wealthy, you got to be the hey, bank. Yeah. Try not to do that while we're live on the air. You're making all sorts of noise, or yeah. hit that button so that you know it's not making noise when you when you do that. I appreciate you fixing the studio though. Trying. That's good. It's good. We like that. Yes, uh, but maybe wait till break time. <laughs> but then he can't talk for the entire first segment. <laughs> sure, he can. Oh. Microphone's right there. And I want to talk about the return of dumb phones. I've got one. Do you? Well, well, I, don't use, I don't carry it with me, but I have one. Is it a Nokia? Uh, I, I don't even. I think it's an LG. Okay. All right. So you know, back in the day, yeah. your cell phone used to not even be able to browse the web. Uh, at best, you would be able to make and receive calls and send some text messages. But you often had to hit the digits on your phone multiple times to get to the correct letter. Or if you letter. had 2G or 3G data, man, you could almost browse Facebook on that tiny little screen. Uh, almost. But uh, this from the BBC, from the BBC. When you really want to leave a comment, man, and that's all you had at work. Not smart, but clever. The return of dumb phones. Uh, instead of scrolling through apps like TikTok and Instagram all day, she uses a so-called dumb phone. These are basic handsets or features, feature phones. phones with very limited functionality compared to, say, an iPhone or an Android phone. You could typically make and receive calls and SMS text messages, and that's about it. Unless you're lucky, you might be able to listen to the radio and take very basic photos, but definitely not connect to the Internet or download and use any apps. I forgot that a lot of these phones used to include AM, FM radio on them, so like you, could plug, you could plug the, yeah. the headset into the... You know the what do you call it the the slot where the headset goes and like you could dial in the jack thank you mm-hmm. and dial in the uh, dial in that's a phone joke you could dial in the whatever local radio stations because it had a built-in FM receiver and an AM receiver too. Talking about this lady Miss West who has decided to forego her smartphone uh, on a spur of the moment. Uh, her current handset uh, is has no smartphone functionality at all. No apps can't surf the web. Uh, And it doesn't have an expensive monthly data bill to worry about either. She says, I didn't notice until I bought a brick phone how much a smartphone actually was taking over my life. She says, I had a lot of social media apps on it, and I didn't get as much work done as I was always on my phone. The Londoner adds that she doesn't think she'll ever buy another smartphone. I'm happy with my brick. I don't think it limits me. I'm definitely more proactive. So I I bought my dumb phone. Uh, 
last year, I think. Oh, it's a recent purchase for you. Is right. it your primary? It's not my primary. Okay. But I, I keep it as an emergency phone mm-hmm. now, so it sits charged like in my room. Okay. Um, but I bought it because last year I, w- I had to travel to Hawaii. And there were like rumors and reports and stories, and I don't, I didn't experience this when I got there. That because of the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. right? They're like, we're going to put this tracking app on your smartphone. Oh, right, I remember that. I was yeah. like, well, screw that. I'm showing up with a dumb phone, giving them the middle finger. Nice, you know, like what are you going to do now? So I bought, I bought the dumb phone, set up a whole new number for it. I was like, this is what I got. This is this is my vacation phone. Yep. I'm not going to be needing the smartphone functionality. Thank you very much. If your smartphone was still providing you enough information that, like, even the time sync was worth it, that that was valuable or true information, then people would still have a desire for for this smartphone. Whereas at this point, I mean, there is so much censorship and so much of the information, like, even when it is true, is, like, part of an echo chamber that's been designed by an algorithm that... That people just don't have the same level of value. I went through this this curve with the the smartphone, the first one that I got that you know had the browser and the apps and stuff. Where I would do, I would find myself zoning out and just like, oh my gosh, I've been on my phone for like an hour and a half, two hours, right? How did that happen? You yep. know, uh, I was only supposed to look at one thing real quick, and like <laughs> next thing you know, it's two hours have gone by. So I went through this curve where I would do that like kind of frequently. And then I realized what I was doing. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make some changes in what I do and how I do it and my intent with my phone. You know, I eliminated basically all of the apps off of my phone. It's like, okay, only what I, quote, need, unquote. And to me, that's subjective, obviously. So, like, but it was my, you know, I just narrowed it down to my, like, top seven things. That Encrypted I had to messaging in crypto wallet. Those were two, <laughs> you know. But uh, sales figures are hard to come by. But one report said that global purchases of dumb phones were due to hit one billion units last year. Seventy-one-year-old pickleball enthusiast, armed with sharpie, arrested for felony criminal mischief. Now, uh, we did this off the air, but can you just remind our listeners the heck is pickleball? Okay, so pickleball is a game. And as I described it, Peakless came up with a good description of it, which is basically uh, a cross between badminton and ping pong. Ooh. So it's like you you play ping pong standing up over like a badminton net mm-hmm. with a wooden paddle and a wiffle ball. Oh, interesting. Right. I don't know that I've ever played pickleball. It's kind of fun. I've never you, even heard of it. it. I haven't played it in years. Did you play it in like grade school, high school, gym class, something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. We we only did like field hockey and floor okay. hockey. Field hockey if it was nice out. Floor hockey if it wasn't. Yeah. Now, did you play this in a foreign country like Hawaii? Yes. <laughs> it is far away. An illegally occupied sovereign kingdom, where if does, you will. Where does the pickle part come in? I don't know. I don't know. I have oh. no idea. Maybe the, maybe the wood paddles are made from pickle boxes. I have no idea why it's called pickleball, but that's what it is. It's Ar- fun. Arslan, is that how you say it? A R S L A. Arslan Cooney, or Gooney, G U N E Y, Gunny, maybe? I don't know. Gunny. Arslan Gunny spent 10 years, or 10 hours, sorry, 10, <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> that is a long game. <laughs> wow. Uh, Mr. Gunny spent 10 hours in jail for making a few marks on a gym floor. He could still get three years in prison. People have long been playing pickleball, a kind of oversized table tennis game similar to tennis or badminton at Denver Central Park Recreational Center. 
The center's multi-use gym floor had permanent lines for basketball and volleyball, but not pickleball. Instead, the center provided players with floppy, removable yellow markers that could be used to stake out temporary pickleball court markings. This was hardly ideal. Setting up the yellow markers was time-consuming, and they didn't do a great job of marking off a court. Some of the players also complained that the movable markers were a tripping hazard. Of course. Of course. You're on a you know a slick-looking floor that's yeah. all nice and waxed and polished or whatever. That's why they don't raise the three-point line on the basketball court. Right. Well, now maybe they should. Especially with the dribbling. Just a little burst. His, his toe was on the line. <laughs> How do we know? They all start wearing. <laughs> they all start wearing like football pads, and now you've invented tackle basketball. At any rate, to make the setup easier, a parks department employee added black X marks on the floor of the gym in fall of 2021. But avid players were still eager for their own permanent markings. At the beginning of 2022, they recruited Gunny, affectionately known as the Mayor of Pickleball. He was entrapped. Because of his enthusiasm for the game to negotiate with the Parks Department. Here's what you got to do, Gunny. Just go in there with a shoppie and make us our own court, okay? <laughs> yeah, we, we'll even supply the shoppie. So later that night, Gunny received an email from the Parks Department saying that because of markings he made on the gym floor, which they said couldn't be removed without damaging the floor's finish, he was no longer allowed to use department-run recreation facilities or participate in recreation programs. Does- does this sound like like a miscommunication? Like he was talking with someone from the Parks Department, and we're like, yeah, we're going to help you out. Yeah. And then someone else from the Parks Department, like some higher up who didn't know what was going on, like, no, this is intolerable. Yeah. Well, and in fact, they had asked him to put together a diagram right. of, of what it would look like. Misunderstanding, maybe. But when I hear someone say diagram, I don't mean on the physical thing. I mean, like, draw me something. Sure. Okay. Uh, but but well, I'm no, but I'm like saying he that did, like he did actually draw them something, and then later on it's like wait wait these are all wrong. But he drew it on the actual surface with so, their <laughs> market. Yeah. Wait, so so if he's not allowed to go back there, does that make him the mayor of pickleball in exile? Ooh, ooh, I believe it does. This is new title. Things only got worse from there. On Wednesday, he received a call from a detective with the Denver Police Department who obviously have nothing better to do with their time because Denver is perfect when yeah, it comes no to crime. violence whatsoever. There's no rape kits that need testing in Denver. They've all been tested and everybody's been, you know, justice has been dispensed. We've matched the fingerprints on the Sharpie. There's no and murders to solve. <laughs> From that Sharpie to the ink on the ground. We've got you, Gunny. At this point, people started contacting Hoskins an avid pickleball player herself, to see if she could help Gunny. This is the attorney now. Hoskins says she visited the Central Park Rec Center to examine the markings for herself. Didn't even notice them at first. <laughs> you have to get on the floor and look at them. It's a tiny little square over an X. People were using the court for basketball at the time and told her that they weren't bothered by the markings at all. Assuming there had been some big misunderstanding, Hoskins agreed to represent Gunny pro bono. Immediately, she set about trying to get a meeting with the Parks Department and sort everything out, but the department didn't budge. They said that they wanted Gunny arrested and were set on pursuing felony criminal charges. If you wear the wrong shoes to the gym, you're going to leave a scuff mark bigger than what he did with the Sharpie. So let's just pause here for a little anti-statist public service announcement. Okay. 
this is what is wrong with the organization known as the state, commonly referred to as government. Uh, it it doesn't even matter if you intend to be a good person, an honest person, an ethical person, a moral person. If you work for the organization known as the state, you are going to do horrible things to other people. It's just the nature of the game. The state government, it is an antique, horrific, and barbaric method of managing what? I don't know. Society? Hey, Daily Digest listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I hope they figure this out and it goes nowhere. Like they resolve it. DEA decides not to prosecute. I hope so, but I doubt it. So, okay. I mean, there's there's too much to gain. What is there to gain? Oppression, money, uh, a, another tick mark, a little. Uh, aha! I got this one. I got the. It's it's like uh, it's like quotas with tickets. Okay. I hope this goes viral enough where the outpour of support in favor of Gunny is enough to overwhelm that DA where they're like. This is too much bad press for us. Yeah, so Gunny, of course, goes to the Park and Rex folks and is like, hey, uh, there must be some kind of misunderstanding, you know. Clearly. Like, is there, how can I set this right? And they're like, no, be gone. You are exiled, Mr. Mayor of Pickle, Pickle Town, Pickleball, whatever they call him. Uh, the Parks Department proving implacable. Gunny handed himself over to police on Thursday. He had to turn himself in, be booked, arrested with a mugshot and fingerprints, says Hoskins, his attorney. Hoskins worked overtime to get her client a hearing where he was finally given a $5,000 personal recognizance bond that allowed him to go home. He ended up spending 10 hours in jail. So so a $5,000 bond. And 10 hours of his time. 10 hours of his time. Well, more than 10 hours, right? Okay. He turned himself into the drive time and then, you know, drive back. Like, why the 5,000? He's cooperated every step of the way. Just give him a court date. Yeah. Like, let him go. Bring up the point that you know that cars are manufactured to go up to what, what 160 miles per hour, or it used to be 120 miles per hour. Some even faster. Yeah, some speedometers used to go up to 210. Right? Well, she's talking about the the car, the speed that the cars are manufactured for. Oh, I see. And I'm pretty sure the uh, high end for the stock vehicles is over 200 for those luxury. Okay, so uh, assuming that's all true, what what is your issue with them being manufactured to that standard, Sarah? Yeah, but it's it's kind of ironic. So why why are they uh, wanting to give out so many speeding tickets, and they complain about speeders here in Albuquerque and New Mexico and all over? And the most, I mean, the like the highest speed limit is 85 miles per hour in some freeways in some state, but I don't see 112. There's, there's actually yeah, a state I mean, that has no speed limit whatsoever during the day uh, for non-trucks. It's Montana, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Montana during so, the day, at least uh, the last time I drove through it, uh, had no speed limit during the day. 
So just for that state, we have to manufacture cars that go up to 160 miles per hour. Well, you know, manufacture because that's what people want. I have figured out everything except for one aspect of this whole pickleball conundrum. Oh, okay. All right, right, lay it on us, man. here's, Here's why this is happening. It's happening because they legalized marijuana. If they didn't legalize marijuana, then they would still be pulling over people for selling flowers and selling plants to each other, and they'd have a bunch of – they wouldn't have any time to do anything else because they'd well, they, still they, be they can still arrest you for that. So the pot dealers are running oh, cover they? for the pickleball oh, yeah. vandals. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's legalized, but only if you have a permit for oh, selling it. You just – well, well you, oh, yeah. the you other just thing destroyed I, my argument. Well, the other thing I want to say is that – uh, this a bunch of states have done what what they call decriminalization, and that doesn't mean what it sounds like at all. Decriminalization sounds like they said, "Hey, marijuana is no longer a criminal offense." That's what it sounds like, but that is indeed not the case in any way, shape, or form. What decriminalization means in the states that have done so with marijuana means that it's still illegal, it's still a law in the books, but they are going to make it the lowest priority to prosecute. It's a citation instead of a misdemeanor. Right. And so that's and it's this horrific bastardization of words that I really hate. The government does it all the time. Of course, they use words that don't mean what you think it means and they use them in the wrong way. What's happening here is he's not being given the opportunity to make it right. He wants to make it right. He's offered to make he's offered to make it right. He's said, you know, on paper, allegedly, that he will, you know, whatever the cost is to, you know, make it right, he'll, well, he'll pay not that. whatever the cost is, though, because he said 10000 is a little much. Let's negotiate down to what the actual cost is. Right, right. But still, yeah. he has said that, you know, if, if it costs some money to make it right, I, I have some money. Right. You know, I'll, I'll throw some money at it to, you know, make, make it right with you. I'm sorry. Right. So he's apologetic. Right. And, like, this type of a thing, I mean, not that the state is ever required to settle a dispute like this, but this type of a thing should never, ever, ever have men with guns involved in it. Yeah. This is a, a civil dispute between people. The only reason men with guns are involved is because, well, it is a government facility. The Parks and Recs Department is paid for by your theft, I'm sorry, your tax dollars. It still seems more of a civil matter than a criminal matter. Yeah. If this were private parties, how would this play out? They would they would likely say, hey, we wanted you to do a diagram, not mark up the court. We had to clean the court. Here's the cleaning bill. You got to cover it. And if he's true to his word, he would cover the cleaning bill or get cleaners of his own because he, he seemed apologetic, mm-hmm. right? It's clearly a misunderstanding. I lived in the, we'll call it the university area. Uh, of uh, Seattle, Washington. Okay. And I was in my early 20s. And I would just go to like the local bars and just sort of hang out and meet people. And frequently, uh, college kids, you know, who were of age, 21 or whatever, would be at the bars and like, yeah, you know, we're going to this party. I'm like, Can I come? Yeah, sure. Nice. And so I would, I got all the cool benefits of going to college. <laughs> Without actually going to college or having to pay, you know, the money, like for a real university, I was at like, you know, what they call it college row with all the fraternities and the, you know, whatever the, the Latin, you know, things are. Above Didn't have to take an 8 a.m. exam hungover. That, that would Not be Greek. All. Greek, thank you. Yes. Greek row is what they call the, the thing. And so like, I would just sort of 
happen my way into these college parties and drink and party with college age kids and have a great time and but at no expense to me. Nice. <laughs> it was pretty great. Imagine a world without poverty and the pressure to earn money. A world without I can't say that I, word. I can imagine that, yeah. There's a there's a bad word written here in the article. Okay. A world without BS jobs that have no use and purpose whatsoever. Like, what are they trying to get at? They're telling me this job has no use or purpose? I think it does. This vision, this utopia called fully automated luxury communism, what is it? Well, let's find out. When living to work doesn't work anymore, in recent years, the discussion of the effects of automation of the world of work has been dominated by fear. There have been numerous studies published on the subject. Sometimes it's as many as 20% of the jobs that are threatened by automation. And other times, it's more than 50%. In any case, the general tone is, be afraid. Mass unemployment and poverty are on the way. The future will be dystopic. Dystopic. Is that true? Uh, And just as a side note, recently we covered a topic of something like as close to 90% of truck drivers could be displaced due to automated semi-trucks hitting the market. So when all of the normal jobs, right, get displaced, the what the average human being is capable of, and you have these highly specialized jobs to just keep the machines going, what do all those displaced people do? I don't want such a world as the one they're talking about. I think it would be ridiculous. Still, somebody would have to run the machines and know how to work them. But, Maybe. Machines but can be taught anyhow, to program themselves. I don't have yeah, a job now, but wrong. I've been trying to get Skynet. one, and I was proud to have a job when I had one, and I, I was proud to work. I don't. I think that's a cultural shift, though. Like I don't, <clears throat> I don't think the current generation of workers is proud of the work um, that they're doing. Yeah, Jill. Why do you suppose that is? You know, seems to not be the case. Why do you suppose people are not proud of what they do and, and the type of work they do? Well, how do I don't know? How, are you sure they're not? Well, I don't know. In some cases, they might not be allowed to do the work the way they think would be best. I was in a furniture factory where there was a lot of pieces, flimsy pieces of wood that I didn't want to use, mm-hmm. and I was uh, told I had to use them anyhow. So uh, that was diminished my pride in the job somewhat. Still, I was proud of uh, standing there and being faithful and. And not uh, and not uh, trying to get out of doing doing work by by malingering on the job. So. You kind of expect something back for your work, and that is just becoming less and less true. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm sympathetic towards that movement, and, and that's definitely part of it. And and another uh, part that ties into that very much is that because we have so much regulation keeping anyone from entering the market and uh, rewarding. Uh, corporations for getting them larger and larger because, you know, if you can, oh, well, if we just have our own section of our corporation that does all of our printing, then we don't have to pay taxes on the printing, uh, so on and so forth. You end up with a smaller and smaller number of companies that can employ people, and that makes the conditions worse and worse because they're not competing anymore. There's already um, many industries within one sort of larger industry you know, word that I'll, I'll, it's art, Mm. right? And within the art industry, industries, because there are many forms of art, 
there is probably far more work being done for zero pay yeah than in any other industry and i the starving artist true. is a cliche it's a cliche but it's also a stereotype because it's true mm-hmm. i personally have done oh my gosh i can't even <laughs> tell you how many thousands of hours of work and creating music and rehearsing and you know having a job and using that money to buy gear to maintain the band and make the band go and print t-shirts and you know all the stuff that goes along with that and literally never getting a return on it i actually agree a lot with uh what you guys are saying here cuz i also think i have a i have a vision that involves automation being like pivotal in how we um in how we you know change the nature of work so that it's better for people i i guess i think that where we disagree maybe is that i kind of feel in my opinion the balance between labor and capital is really skewed in favor of capital and i don't i don't understand how with with less government than we have now that balance could shift in any way because hopefully by the time automation becomes you know uh you know way more important to humanity mm. there's a way that the benefits of that kind of uh spread more equally towards everybody well having less government takes away what I call government monopolies. There are certain sectors of the market that don't exist because government claims a monopoly on them. In addition to that, government creates pseudo-monopolies by currying favor to lobbyists. There is another issue that recently manifested itself. Fewer and fewer employees are required to produce more and more goods and services for an increasing number of consumers. Wages are increasing. No, they're not. And people are becoming more demanding, rightly so. Young people are not prepared to sacrifice their lives for their workplace. Well, I mean, that's assuming a lot. I mean, it's assuming a lot. But again, there's the 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 movement having a name, right? The Great Resignation is indicative that there might be some truth to this. Right? Uh, it's not just a one-off. It's an entire group of people going like, we this is stupid and we don't really want to do this especially for what you're paying us mm-hmm. which also drives up wages for the people still working well and i think one of the things that's been behind this whole thing is that there used to be a social stigma attached to collecting government money instead of working for it yep and that has been gone for quite a while now we talked about that when we was talking about shame it needs to be it needs to come back mm-hmm. people need to be shamed for that sort of behavior yeah because you're not you're not getting money from the government you're you're getting money because the government is stealing that money from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but again, the balance is they're stealing it from other people to give it to you, or you go to work and they steal it from you through inflationary policies. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at Free Talk Live dot com